Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to the program today. It's a joy and a delight to be with you. This is our first live program uh, in 2021, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do this year. Amen. All of you realize and know that 2020 was quite a year. And uh, even in the midst of all of the pandemic and the confusion and the election and the riots and all that was going on, God did amazing things, not only in this ministry, but also in Angie and my personal lives and the lives of so many others, uh, people that we know. God just came through with blessing after blessing after blessing in the midst of calamity. And we are so thankful and grateful for it. I want to start uh, the program today, and it's going to probably be a little bit shorter than, than usual, but I hesitate to say that because uh, every time I do, we end up going longer. But <laughs> anyway, I want to start by saying a tremendous, huge, big, great thank you to all of our monthly partners who make all of this possible. Uh, you know, you have a part in every live stream every video shoot, every telecast, every podcast. And we're going on uh, certain uh, venues that's, that we now have to pay to go on. And so we really appreciate the support. Last year, 2020, uh, we had not one single monthly partner miss a single month. And we are so thankful for that. And as I was praying uh, the day after Christmas, I was praying about direction for 2021. I was praying about some needs in the ministry, praying about a few things that God had laid on my heart. And that particular day, we got several offerings online from people that, well, I don't even know who they are. They're not regular partners. Uh, God just moved on people to send offerings to cover the expenses and start this ministry strong in 2021. And so I wanna take this time to just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for believing in the vision God has given us. Thank you for caring that our programs continue to go out literally around the world on the internet. Thank you for caring about us that we can continue to travel in revivals. And uh, we flew in under the radar on a few uh, last year, and we're gonna do the same again here in the month of January to take the word of God that sets people free and, and preach Jesus that saves people's souls in 2021. And as long as we are here, as long as Jesus tarries. Now, this is kind of a different type of a program. I'm calling it Update, Imprecatory Psalms, Goshen, Fake Videos, and more. And we're going to try to squeeze all this into a reasonable amount of time for the program. But um, this morning I was sitting and I was praying uh, about different things as it pertains to our elections and uh, the direction of America and the judgment that is surely to come to America. And I'm not gonna go in uh, to a long, make the program longer by showing you reasons why we know that judgment in fact has already begun 
and in fact will also continue in this nation. But we are asking God that just as he did in days of old, he will place his people in Goshen. And I believe we can pray for that. And I believe there's scriptural precedence that God will protect his people. And while we will be affected by different things pertaining to the judgments, God will make a way for us where there seemeth not to be a way. And so we just want to uh, encourage you as we go through this. But the Lord spoke to me this morning he, and he said, it's time to begin to pray the imprecatory Psalms, adding nothing to them. In other words, to pray these Psalms simply as they are written in the Bible. And so I wanted to give you just a little background on imprecatory Psalms. Um, you know, the book of Psalms is rich with poetry, praise, joy, sorrows, so many aspects of life. It actually shows in many ways um, the emotional status even of Jesus as they refer prophetically to him in many instances. Um, there's seven major types of Psalms found in the Bible. There's lament Psalms, thanksgiving Psalms, enthronement Psalms, uh, pilgrimage Psalms, royal Psalms, wisdom Psalms, and imprecatory Psalms. And an imprecation is a curse that invokes misfortune on someone. Now, imprecatory psalms are those in which the author imprecates. That is, he calls down calamity, destruction, God's anger and judgment on his enemies. This type of psalm can be found in Psalm 5, Psalm 10, 17, 35, 58, 59, 69, 70, 79, 83, 109, 129, 137, and Psalm 140. And those are just a few examples. In uh, Psalm 5, verse 10, it says, Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Now, you see, so you see how we pray uh, the imprecatory Psalms. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. That's Psalm 5, verse 10. Also, in Psalm 17, verse 13, rise up, Lord, confront them, bring them down with your sword, rescue me, or we could pray, rescue your people from the wicked, Psalm 17, 13. In Psalm 79, <clears throat> verses 6 and 7, we read this, pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. In Psalm 137, verse nine, we read, happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Now, I wanna stop there. Uh, it's important to understand that these Psalms were not written out of vindictiveness or a need for personal vengeance. Instead, the imprecatory Psalms are prayers that keep God's justice God's sovereignty and God's protection in mind. God's people had suffered much at the hands of those who opposed them, including the Hittites, Amorites, Philistines, and Babylonians. Uh, that's the subject of Psalm 137, as a matter of fact. Uh, these groups were not only enemies of Israel, 
but they were also enemies of God. They were degenerate and they were ruthless conquerors who had repeatedly tried and failed to destroy the Lord's chosen people. Now you see, you see how this is setting up. You see how this is lining up for the reason the Lord told me to begin to pray these things. And let me insert this uh, at this point. Our enemies today are spiritual enemies and strongholds of our enemy and adversary, Satan. This is what we are directing these prayers against as we go into this season of praying these Psalms. Now, 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 how God deals with kings, how God deals with rulers, we can say it this way, how God uh, deals with presidents, congressmen, and senators is God's business. He is perfectly uh, capable and able, hallelujah, and willing to take his word, pray back to him, you follow me? And make up his own choice and decision as to how he's going to answer those prayers. But here's the deal. We don't pray for people to die. We, you know, it, Jesus taught us to love our enemies and pray for those which despitefully use us. We can, however, legitimately pray the imprecatory Psalms by simply saying, God, you can smash the teeth of my enemies. In other words, say, take the bite out of Satan's attack. And however God has to do that and work that out in the natural is God's business. So, we, we have to have a little bit of understanding in this so that we don't go off the deep end in uh, foolishness. Um, we don't want to be unchristlike. We don't want to be ungodly. We want to pray that all should come to a knowledge of the truth and repent and give their heart to Christ. We care about souls. That's our business. But at the same time, God is perfectly capable, capable of bringing the evil that we are seeing in our society and culture today to an end. God is perfectly capable of grinding the ungodly to powder. And that doesn't necessarily mean take their lives. And sometimes we even pray, Lord Jesus, uh, stop these, these people because Satan works through people. I said our enemies are spiritual enemies and that's absolutely the truth. But Satan works through people. So stop them, Lord, by any means necessary, and you leave the results of that prayer up to God. You're perfectly within the realm and bounds of scriptural when you do that, okay? And so uh, we, I want to throw that out there as the Lord spoke to me this morning to begin to pray the imprecatory Psalms. Also, I want to ask you a question, and I want you to... Uh, uh, take a moment and just think about this. <clears throat> what if every child of God, what if every believer, what if every Christian would begin to intercede with their whole heart right now, even getting into praying in the spirit right now for the Lord Jesus Christ to return in the rapture and snatch his church out? And you know, those of you who have listened to me for any length of time whatsoever, you know 
that I don't believe that the Lord's going to necessarily rapture the church before anything bad happens. In fact, as we just came through a, a 2020 pandemic, you understand what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> we're going to go through some stuff. We're going to have some challenges and we're probably going to face persecution in the very short days ahead. But what would happen if we all, all of us who name the name of Jesus and call him Lord and Savior, if we would begin to pray for him to return for us right now? Glory be to God. Wouldn't that be an awesome reality? Because God hears the prayers of his people. Don't you go out here and think, that God doesn't hear you when you pray. There's a discouragement that's crept into certain parts of the body of Christ right now because they've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and it seemed like prayers did not get answered and so confusion comes in, discouragement comes in. I can assure you, just by the awesome uh, year the ministry had last year financially and the great start we have in 2021, I can assure you, I can prove to you, God still answers prayer. You know, God wants in spirit and in truth. That's how he wants us to worship him and pray to him, in spirit and in truth. He wants us to be sincere of heart. And we need to really spend time in the word of God as never before. I believe I believe that there are some rough things ahead. And I'm not saying 2021 or 2022. I'm not going to put a date on it. But if you read your Bible, you know that, uh, you know, everything's not just going to be hunky-dory and, and rosy before the Lord Jesus comes back. There are some bad things going to happen. And we're going to pray not only the imprecatory Psalms to pull down the strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through uh, mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. But we're also going to pray that God will place his people in a Goshen type situation, just like he did the children of Israel uh, during the time of the famine. See, and here's the thing: God's character never changes. If he did it then, he will do it again. And the Bible is circular, okay? It runs on a circular um, uh, repetition, if you will. What has been before shall be again. Christianity is the only religion that can truthfully claim that. All right, so as far as the imprecatory Psalms, we can look here... Um, you know, they're God's enemies. It's, it's the enemies of God that are passing laws that are against the word of God, that are ungodly, that are abomination. Um, in writing these imprecatory psalms, the authors of them sought vindication uh, on God's behalf, for God's glory, as much as they sought their own. Now, Jesus himself quoted some imprecatory psalms in John 2, 17 and in John 15, 25. He also instructed us to love our enemies and to pray for them. Uh, Matthew 5, 44 through 48, Luke 6, 27 through 38. 
the new the new testament tells us our enemy is spiritual not physical ephesians 6 12. it's not sinful to pray the imprecatory psalms against our spiritual enemies but we should also pray with compassion and love in mind and even uh, thanksgiving for the opportunities for people who are under the devil's influence first timothy 2 1. we should desire their salvation God is patient, not willing anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance, 2 Peter 3, 9. Above all, we should seek the will of God in everything we do. When we are wronged, we should leave the ultimate outcome to the Lord, Romans 12, 19. Okay, so I just wanted to throw that out there on that part of today's program. And we've also kind of touched on uh, Goshen. And I'm going to read some more uh, verses here before we go. So just hang on. But a question came into the ministry uh, the other day, and I'm only going to be able to give a really brief answer here. And I will tell you where I found some of my source material to form this conclusion. <clears throat> Someone uh, emailed me the other day and asked me, have you heard about and what about uh, what they're calling fake video? fake videos. And this directly ties into Antichrist technology. All right. And um, I, I've never really given a lot of thought to this. I never put a lot of time and effort into this. Um, but I did some research. Uh, one of the sources I used was Decoding the Antichrist and the End Times by Mark Bilt. And he had some very interesting things to say. Uh, and so I will answer the question this way. Yes, the capabilities are there for almost anyone, really, to make fake videos of you, of a political candidate, of a preacher, basically anybody that they don't like. There is a capability there to uh, to make those videos. So... Uh, let's take a look at this. First of all, we've all heard much about the word fake. We've heard of fake news, right? Anybody out there that hasn't heard of fake news? I mean, no one trusts the mainstream media anymore at all because of the terminology fake news, and much of it is, to be honest with you. We also have, uh, and I hate to say it, but we have fake brethren. We have fake prophets. We have a, a huge lack of discernment in these areas, okay? But fake videos are really, really true. The problem gets worse with altered photographs and manipulated videos, and this phenomena is on the rise. Seeing, ladies and gentlemen, seeing, with your eyes, is no longer believing. With modern software, anyone who has something against you can change a selfie picture that you took and not only literally put words in your mouth, but also move your mouth as well, making others think you were actually speaking those words. Okay, so let me say this. This is absolutely real. It's absolutely happening. In other words, 
they the, the spyware, the malware that they can put into your cell phone, your computer, and even your television set can look into your home. They can take a picture of you watching a TV program. And I mean, it could be, let's just say you're watching one of my videos on YouTube, uh, let's say on your phone. And they can take shots of that. And they can take that and make it look like, then they'll take some shots of a, uh, let's say, uh, the website of the KKK. And they can make it look like you were watching the website of the KKK. And then not only that, they can take racist words, make your mouth move in a fake video as if you were actually speaking those words. They do the same thing with porn sites, with dating sites. Now you think of the dangers of this. It's a fake video phenomenon. This is not a conspiracy series. An article I read in the Los Angeles Times explained that the technology already exists to produce a fake video of a national leader announcing that he or she just launched an attack on another country. You think of this. Or a fake video of a political candidate admitting to taking foreign cash. Imagine the the ramifications of these types of scenarios. Computer forensics might be able to eventually discover the difference between truth and fiction, but not in time to stop the damage that can be done uh, by fake videos to people's reputations, to people's livelihoods, to people's nations. The damage will already have been done before they find out that these were fake videos. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to listen closely to the statement that I'm about to make because it's of the utmost importance in the hour and the time in which we live. Are you ready? Very, very, very shortly, the only thing that you're going to be able to count on the only thing that you're going to be able to use to discuss truth is the word of God. Because no matter what happens, your Bible is going to read the same way today that it did yesterday and the same way tomorrow that it reads today. The word of God is the only thing in our world that is unchangeable. Let's read what it says. Uh, in 2 Timothy <clears throat> chapter uh, 3 and verse, I'm going to re start reading at verse 12. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, you, you can't pray that away. If you really take a stand for Jesus in 2021, and beyond, and in reality, folks, it's been this way for a long, long time. We've been blessed in America to have the freedom to, to express ourselves and express the word of God uncensored, but those days are numbered. 
And if you're going to live godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. It's coming. We don't like it. We don't want it. But we can't wish it away. And we don't want to deceive ourselves into believing it's not coming because it makes us feel better about our day. Man, we need the truth. We need, because it's the truth that will set us free. Here's the thing that the Lord spoke to me as I was driving uh, back from an outing this morning and uh, to get here to take this program today. He said to me that rose-colored glasses will greatly hinder your spiritual warfare. See, we're going to need to do some fighting in these days ahead. Spiritual warfare. But we cannot defeat what we do not believe will happen. Come on, somebody. So we take the Bible that never changes. The Bible is not fake news. The Bible is not fake video. The Bible is not fake prophecy. The Bible is true. It's the inspired and infallible word of almighty God. And you need to take time to make time every single day to be in the Bible so that you won't be deceived by these antichrist technologies that are being introduced in the earth right now. <clears throat> okay, so the antichrist isn't here yet, yes. The, the tribulation's not here yet, yes. But these things are gonna start before those events. They're here now. And they can deceive you and you can lose your soul and you can walk away from Jesus if you don't stay under the protection of the word of God, the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Okay, let's keep reading. <clears throat> All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Let that sink in. But evil men, now, this is, this is what the Bible says. I don't really know what your favorite guru says or your favorite YouTube prophet, but this is what the Bible says. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Sure, they sound sincere. They actually have been deceived themselves and they believe what they're saying, okay? Now he, he, he says, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, praise God, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Here it is, verse 16. All scripture. Say it, all scripture has been given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. And we don't like that word. There's nothing we don't like. For correction and for instruction in righteousness that the man of God or the church, the, the man of God gets perfected and furnished. Then the church gets protected uh, and furnished unto all good works. 
And that closes out the third chapter of 2 Timothy. So the bottom line is this, as we get ready to close this program today. <clears throat> uh, in answer to your question, yes. The Antichrist technology is basically all set up and ready right now for the beast system. And a lot of the ways that... <clears throat> We have thought that this was going to come about may not be the way it's going to come about. We're seeing strange things. We're living in strange days. And we're the church. We're the ones that God handpicked to be here right now. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you. You don't have to fear. You don't have to tremble to know that things are going to take place and they're not all going to be good. You need to pray that God's enemies will be exposed and defeated. We must also ask the Lord to place a protection over his people in the trying days that are just ahead of us. And you don't have to worry about fake videos and fake news and fake this and fake that and fake the other because the word of God isn't fake. Your salvation isn't fake. Your deliverance is not fake. God answers prayers. Amen. Keep praying. Keep praying like never before. And when you look and you don't see anything happening and you think that maybe your prayers aren't being answered, just keep praying. Because God answers prayer and he has his timing. And what God does is always good. Even if God brings judgment, judgment then is good. Because what God does is good. And he is drawing out the people. 2021, a year of separation so as to reduce numbers. God is drawing out his people. God is preparing his remnant. Hallelujah. He's preparing his remnant. Those who will stand. Those who will endure to the end that shall be saved. He's putting this together in 2021. Also 2020. And in reality, our whole Christian journey. I mean, if you really got saved, if you're really born again, your whole Christian journey has been to prepare you for an hour such as this. We're, we're not here in 2021 by accident. God chose us. He handpicked you, you know, to be here in these last days, to stand for Jesus when it's not popular to stand for Jesus. And I, I don't know, if you probably realize that some countries of the world uh, they've done this for centuries. It's never been popular to stand for Jesus, and they can do it. So we must do it also in the United States. And as we get ready to close and we, we put down the, uh, the part of the title that says, and more, <laughs> in just a moment, let me say this to you. Some, what are we going to do in 2021? We're going to preach the gospel in 2021. We're going to preach the whole truth uncensored in 2021. 
We are going, I'm talking not, not just me in this ministry, but I'm talking everybody who's in that remnant of those who have truly been born again. We're going to stand up uncensored and we're going to glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the United States of America. And we're not going to let them drive us only into our churches and, and places of worship and, and our homes. We're going to proclaim his glory on the streets. We're going to proclaim it in the marketplace. We're going to do what the Bible tells us to do because that's what God's called us to do. And when you walk in the calling of God, you are blessed. Even if the whole world is falling apart around you, you, know, you can't scare a Christian with heaven. And I've often said death in the front yard is better than life in a cage. I ain't worried about it. Judgment is going to come to the United States of America if we don't see a wholesale repentance and turning back to God. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep preaching the truth. And they can threaten and they can cajole and they can, they can fight and they can uh, say they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But I want to tell you right now, God Almighty has the power to stop them. Hallelujah. And here's one other thing I want to throw into that. I believe we're very, very, very close to the rapture. I have a program coming in just a few days where I'm going to give you a few possible scenarios. I'm not going to, uh, you know, pick dates because we're told not to do that. But um, when America's assignment is finished, the end comes. Now, not because of America. You got to understand the focal point of Bible prophecy is Israel. But right now we are... <clears throat> in that fullness of the Gentiles coming in. And it just happens that God has used America to greatly accomplish that. But when, that, when, the, when the full numbers come in, the end comes. When the cup of the iniquity is full, the end comes. So when our assignment is finished, I shall not despair. I shall not fear and I shall not wring my hands. I'm going to rejoice. And you know why? Because the rapture of the church is very, very, very close at that moment when America's assignment is done. Lastly, I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on Israel and the Middle East. We're going to talk about that also in a future program. I want to recommend that you watch <clears throat> Uh, on Christian television or on YouTube, however you can get it, um, that you watch The Watchman Report with Eric Stakelback. Powerful insights into what's taking place in the Middle East. And uh, this thing is just about ready to wrap up. And I do believe that with all of my heart. So as we go off the air today, let me just encourage you. Let me tell you <clears throat> that you need to be watching for some new programming coming on possible timelines or possible scenarios for the end of days, for the rapture of the church, for the great tribulation period, etc. Also, and, and I am a pre-tribulation rapture believer, so I, I I'm don't waste your time writing me or 
commenting on how wrong you think I am. It's, it's all good. You know, you can have your opinion and I can have mine. That's one thing we've lost in America. Uh, we used to be able to peacefully disagree, but now it's just all kinds of hate involved. One of the biggest reasons I left Facebook was the hate. Uh, I, I'm considering doing a program on that because we have also um, prepared a contingency plan in the event that Christians are thrown off mainstream medias and social medias. If that happens, we've got it covered by the grace of Almighty God. And of course, you adjust depending on how far the, the persecution would go. But um, for, for my part of it, I'm ready to do it the old fashioned way again, send out uh, letters, send out articles, uh, write tracts, uh, record messages and send out CDs. And so we'll be giving you more information about all of that in the near future. Uh, if you're just tuning in and you've tuned in a, a little late on this program here today, um, you can go back and listen to it all. I'm going to post it in the podcast a little bit later on. Um, <clears throat> so hang in there with us. Keep tuning in. We're going to be ministering every single day in one way or another. We are very active in feeding people. We're very active in distributing Bibles, and we have no plans to stop. I'm going to stop when God calls for my breath to be taken back to heaven. That's when I will stop, or when the rapture takes place. So from all of us here at Acts 2618 Ministries, we pray this program has been a blessing to you. We'll see you on the next program. God bless you, and goodbye.